0: Old Radio, Old Radio, Old
1: Radio, Old Radio, Old Radio
0: Comedy
1: Podcast.
0: Welcome to episode 92 of season 4 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Avalon Time was a successful comedy variety program that ran from 1938 to 1940 on NBC's The Red Network, sponsored by Brown and Williamson Tobacco Company, featuring their economy brand, Avalon Cigarettes, although that term was not used. Instead, they called it Cigarettes That Cost You Less or Cigarettes That Give You Change Back. When it premiered on October 1, 1938, the host was Red Foley, who lasted until July of 1939. He was then replaced by Red Skelton, wife Edna also joined the cast. Skelton then left the show to pursue his own show, The Raleigh Cigarette Program. The third host of Avalon Time was Cliff Arquette in January of 1940, and singer Dick Todd was the fourth and final host a few months after that. He lasted until the show's end. Ironically, all four hosts of the show had red hair. Jack Benny is known as being one of the greatest radio comedians of all time. And his long-lived Jack Benny program, which ran from 1932 to 1955, produced 931 episodes. Not satisfied with such massive success, Benny made the successful transition to television in 1950, where his TV show of the same name ran until 1965. The radio show is one of the best-preserved collection of old-time radio shows, with the archives almost complete from 1936 onwards, including the 1932 premiere. Now sit back and enjoy the October 4th, 1939 broadcast of Avalon Time with Red Skelton, and the October 1st, 1950 broadcast of the Jack Benny Program.
2: Good evening, friends. Good evening. This is Del King saying welcome to Avalon Time with Dick Todd, Edna Silwell, Bud Hercules, Vandover, Marlon Hurt, the Avalon Chorus, Bob Strong and his orchestra, and radio's red-headed ragamuffin, Richard Red Skelton. And now we bring you Headline Hokum, all the news that gives us fits to print. As edited by our red-headed, streamlined, raving reporter, Red Skelton.
3: Thank you very much for being you, ladies and gentlemen. And now for the news. San Francisco, California. At the World's Fair, a man demands his money back after seeing Sally Rand's nude ranch. <laughs> it must have been a window washer. <laughs> Two girls compete for the milking uh, championship of the world. A California girl wins by using a new system called a in hand.
4: <laughs>
3: Washington, D.C., astronomer uh, discovers a spot on the sun. Boy, those California grapefruit sure squirt, don't they? <laughs> Portland, Oregon, (laughs) a man arrested for having six wives. He told the police he didn't have anything to say. (laughs) Six wives? How could he? (laughs) Chicago, Illinois, the American Legion convention's over, and the Chicago city government extends a vote of thanks to the Legion pranksters for straightening out the loop. (laughs) Ann Sheridan left town. Chicago suffers a cold spell now. South Bend, Indiana. College student holds his breath for three minutes and 29 seconds. That's nothing since I've been on this program. I've been holding my breath for 49 weeks. <laughs> uh, New York City, New York, at the Yankee Stadium. The strangest sight this week is to see Senator Dyes at the World Series cheering wildly for the Reds. <laughs> You never know what's going to happen in baseball. Last spring, Gabby Hartnett went to a fortune teller to see who would win the National League pennant. So she went in a trance and she said, Come forth, winners of the National League pennant. Come forth. And the Chicago Cubs came forth. (laughs) (laughs) I used to be... I used to be a terrific baseball player myself. I used to play with the Vincent Icky. (laughs) Boy, what a team. We didn't have a dugout. Between endings, we'd rest in an oxygen tank.
4: <laughs>
3: it was a team of bloomer girls. I had a chance to go with the New York Yankees, but I refused to cut my curls <laughs> just to be a bat boy. But <laughs> that takes care of the news tonight, so I'll step aside while Dick Todd vocalizes a hurdle, a whor- uh, vocalizes, um, will sing Over the Rainbow from the Wizard of Oz. <laughs>
4: Somewhere over the... upon a star, wake up where the clouds are behind me, where troubles melt like lemon drops, way above the chimney tops, that's where you'll find me, somewhere over the rainbow, birds fly, birds fly. Over the rainbow Why, then, oh, why can't I? Someday I'll wish upon a star And wake up where the clouds Are far behind me Where troubles melt like lemon drops Way above the chimney top That's where you'll find me. Somewhere over the rainbow, bluebirds fly. Birds fly over the rainbow. Why then, oh why?
3: That was Over the Rainbow, sung by our new glamour boy, Dick, uh, Dick... Uh, One more Dick, Dick and I'll
5: be Detective Squad. D-
3: That's it, Dick Squad.
5: Listen, right about last week when I called you jerk and everything, uh, I wish I could take back those nasty things I said about you.
3: Do you really, Dick?
5: Yeah. I'd like to say them all over again.
3: Yeah. Uh, uh, that was Dick Todd, folks, better known as Not the Hot Potty. LAUGHTER
2: well, Red, you better be careful. Remember, Dick's the sponsor's pet.
3: Oh, uh, I thought I noticed a pet shop air about him. <laughs> but
2: anyway, I don't believe he knows the sponsor so well. Well, maybe not. But when we passed the sponsor on the street the other day, Dick said, Hiya,
3: Stinky. <laughs> he wouldn't dare.
4: Well,
3: <laughs> uh, besides, I stand in pretty good myself. Mr. Avalon knows when funnier jokes are told, Skelton will tell him.
6: Sure, a week after Fred Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Another insult. I'm sorry I ever learned to talk. <laughs> You're sorry. What do you how do you think the audience feels? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Say, what is this? All you people becoming members of the Ways to Be Mean committee? <laughs> now listen, and I send a letter to Mr. Abbot and who knows if I get an answer today? Yes. Maybe out of work tomorrow. Ah, uh, but I'm not going to worry about it. I'm having too much trouble moving. Moving? Yeah, I forgot to tell you, my uncle and I are moving to roomier quarters. What's
6: roomier than Lincoln Park?
3: We are not living in Lincoln Park this season. I'm living in a very swanky French apartment house, the Lausanne a- Amana. What are you moving in, Red? The... <laughs> You've been standing around here all this time just to say that one line. <laughs> Well, you were standing there. I was going to ask you, who did your (laughs) (laughs)
0: embalming?
4: Say, would you
3: fling that juicy line at me again?
2: Uh, When are you moving, Red?
3: Uh, Oh, a southern accent.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Putting a little
2: southern draw there, huh?
3: Uh, Yeah, it looked like a Mason Dixon line to me. Yeah. (laughs) Wait a now. Oh, that's what you call taking nothing and making something. <laughs> well, anyhow, we're moving right now. Four men are carrying out my stuff. Two of them are carrying out the furniture, and two of them are carrying out my uncle. <laughs> I'll take it. <clears throat> Hello, Avalon Program, Red Skelton speaking.
5: Uh, this is the landlord at the Lausay Manor Apartments. Yeah.
7: Are you moving away from my apartment, house?
3: Yes, sir.
7: Thanks very much.
3: I know why he said that. He's got a grudge. The day he showed us the furnished apartment, three Pekingese were crawling over the bed, see? My uncle's nearside, and he says, Good gosh, get the exterminator in Ripley.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Say, Rad, I've got a good name for this Wednesday night program.
3: Oh, tell me about it later. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to introduce a new feature on Avalon Time. In keeping with the season... We're going to give you the latest football, though. You're talking about me, Mr. Skittling? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's right. And here he is, folks, the all-American swayback, Mickeyapolis. He's the brother of Minneapolis.
5: <laughs> or is it Annapolis? Oh, no, not Annapolis. That's what everybody's singing about. You know, Annapolis for the teachers. Annapolis, <laughs> okay, well, uh, uh, <laughs> tell us something about football, will you? Oh, football? Step on the side, tell us the microphone, please. <laughs> listen to the great All-American three-quarters back. 3 quarters back? I thought you were a fullback. Well, at those times, I was one of the dead-end kids. (laughs) How could I forget the time we were playing Notre Dame in the Billy Rose Bowl? During the first half of the game, I'm suffering with athlete's foots. They're
3: stepping so much in my face. (laughs) Somebody ought to yell, roast beef on Ryan!" get that guy out of here. Well, uh, tell us, what was the biggest thrill in the game? Well, the time
5: it was when only ten seconds to play. Yeah. The central passes the ball. Yeah. I dive through the line. I see. Straight arming the guards and ticklers. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, I'm in the clearing. Yeah. I passed the 40-yard line. 40-yard line. The 40. 30. The 20. 20. The 10. 10. Cross the goal. Cross the goal. Too bad I didn't have the ball. Yes, it was. <laughs>
4: Goodbye,
5: Mr. Skilling. I have to intercept the pass to Minsky.
3: Yeah. Well, next week, ladies and gentlemen, we're going Dave to have... Hey, Yeah?
6: There's a man outside and he wants five bucks for moving your stuff. Oh, gee, I forgot all about
3: that and no, I haven't got any money on me. Say, who can I put the bite on for five bucks? Boy, did they clear out of here fast. <laughs> Everything seems to be touch and go. I don't... Oh, Bob Strong's still here. Say, Bob. Uh... Hi, old pal. <clears throat> okay. you lend me five bucks? Oh, I'm sorry, Red. I haven't a cent with me. And at home? Oh, they're all fine, thank you. Well,
4: it
3: looks like I'm. Well, I bet that's that moving man. Come in. Look, fella, I tried to get the. Well, are you the moving man? Well, I ain't a Green Bay Packer. (laughs) Hercules, the crash and carry man. Oh, heavens, yes, Mr. Skelton. I work for the firm of Jitterbug and Susie Q Truckee. Our motto is, when we move, we move all over. Uh, you don't look husky enough to be a moving man, Herky. Well, why not? I'm just bulging with muscles. I don't see any muscles bulging. Well, can I help it if they bulge inwards? <laughs> Here, you just take a look at my tip. It looks like a wart on a rubber band. Chest, uh, you call that a chest? Oh, good heavens, did that slip down again?
4: <laughs>
3: uh, I bet you can't lift anything heavier than a toy balloon. Oh, can't I?
4: <laughs>
3: there was a grand piano to be moved, and just imagine me putting it right on my back and marching up three flights of stairs with it. Just imagine. Ah, uh, You did that, Frankie? No, but just imagine it. I thought so. <laughs> Say, what did you lift in my place? Well, confidently, Mr. Skelton, after seeing the condition of your apartment, the first thing I lifted was an eyebrow. Well, uh, we won't go into that now, Herky. Look, I'm shy five bucks on the bill. Oh, don't worry about it. There's no use for both of us to worry. And I refuse to stand here all day over a hot argument. I gotta go now because there's a lot of moving to be done. He's no
6: silverware away! <laughs>
3: Well, that's that good old Say, Hey, Brad, yes.
6: about the name I've got for the show. Oh, yes, Edna,
3: what is it?
6: Well, folks used to go to the movies on Wednesday for bank night. That's right. But now that you're on the air, they can stay home and call it bunk night. That's good. <laughs> uh,
3: play some music, will you, Bob?
2: Last week, Avalon Time introduced the four pups. Here they are again going to town
4: on I Never Knew. I never knew that roses grew or if skies were blue or gray. I never knew when breezes blew what a summer breeze could do to me. I never knew that all my dreams came true and took your cares away. the western song, The Last Roundup. I'm heading for the last roundup. Longer round saddle, old pain, for the last time, and ride. I'm heading for the last round. Get along, little doggy, get along, get along. Get along, little doggy, get along. Get along, little doggy, get along, get along. Get along, little doggy, get along. heading for last round of To the faraway ranch of the boss in the sky. The boss in the sky. Where the strays are counted and branded, There. for the last
3: Well, now, ladies and gentlemen, we come to our slice of life, a short playlet about things that happen in everyday life, and I'm sure this one has happened to someone that you know. What's it about tonight, Skelton? Well, tonight's short playlet is about a young married couple who are financially embarrassed. (laughs) That's a novelty. (laughs) (laughs) You set the scene, Dell. Okay,
2: the time payday, the place somewhere in your hometown. Edna Stilwell plays the part of the young housewife, and Red Skelton fits in nicely as the stale breadwinner. As the as scene opens, she is waiting for him to come home
3: with his very weekly paycheck. Listen.
6: Well, I thought you'd never get home.
3: Yeah, I'm like the Cicero bus. I don't care whether I make it or not.
6: <laughs>
3: Besides, I had to stop at the pool room and get my check cash. Here's the money. <clears throat> I'll take a short walk while you count it.
6: You say right here. Yeah. Now, let me see. 80, 85, 90, say... Don't you make $20 a week? Yes, ma'am. Well, there's only $19.90 here. What happened to that other $0.10? Well,
3: the dime... Well, I bought two packs of chewing gum with one nickel. It was a sale. What
6: and about the other nickel?
3: Well, the boss got me a nickel. He took it out of my salary. The boss
6: got you a nickel? Yeah. What for? Well, yesterday
3: I got thirsty, and by mistake. I used his Dixie cup.
6: <laughs> oh, yeah? I'll bet you've been to a nightclub with some other woman. Now, listen, the <laughs> The only thing you'd get at a
3: nightclub with ten cents would be dishwater hands.
6: Well, this wandering has got to stop. Don't you ever think of me Oh, now, why
3: don't you stop? You talk like you haven't any clothes or anything. Oh,
6: I haven't any kick about the clothes you buy me. But it is a little embarrassing riding on a streetcar in a sarong. (laughs) And listen...
3: I know just what you're going to say. Mr. Crabby Puss from the Misfit Clothing Store was here about the stuff I bought on credit.
6: Yes. He left just before you came in. But how'd you know? Well, when I
3: was coming up the walk, I heard something inside the house, and I figured it was either him or Custer's last stand.
6: Well, he sure was mad. Did you see him leave the house?
3: Yeah, I thought he was flying pretty low. Ah, uh, but this is the end. That's the straw that broke the Avalon's back. I'll never buy anything on Credit Met for him again.
6: You're telling him.
3: Gee, yeah. it seems like we owe everybody, don't it? You think it'll be all right if I smoke my after dinner cigarette now?
6: No, I don't see how you can. Right. The payment's due on the electric ice box.
3: Yeah, that's right. Gee, I'm sorry I bought that box. I buy an electric ice box to keep the ice man away, and now he delivers bread. <laughs>
4: Did
6: you fix the car? How can I fix it? It costs three dollars to fix that car, and that ain't ten. Well, if it ain't, why do you always crank it with a can opener? Yeah. <laughs> Now, let's quit gabbing. I'll fix the dinner. Yeah. I think we're going to have steak. You think? Yeah, if my horse comes in. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, a fine thing. Here I am down to my last bottle of wine tonic.
6: <laughs> and you're out throwing money away on those hay burners. Listen, Soapbox, if you'll only stop yelling, I'll tell you something.
3: Uh, better be good and in my favor.
6: Well, I've got an idea how we can get some money to pay our bills. No,
3: no. I ain't going to be a bootlegger again, no.
4: <laughs>
6: oh, take it easy. Keep your tattletail gray on. Just look at this advertisement. Look, here in the morning paper, yeah. it says, Do you need money? Yeah. If so, come and see us. No references, no co-signers, just... Just a, a personal letter from
3: the president in your right eye.
6: <laughs> no, silly, just your signature. Yeah,
3: let's see. Yeah, open Saturdays and Sundays. Well, let's get a helping of that. Come on, let's go. We'll borrow enough money to pay everybody off. and that way we'll only owe the finance company. That's a good idea, huh? I'm smart, boy. That's what you call high finance.
6: Yeah, for lowbrow. Yeah. All right,
3: let's go. See, I've never been in this building before. I wonder where that
6: try-and-get-it-loan company is. Oh,
3: this is it right here. Now, look, when
6: we get inside, you let me do the talking. Okay.
8: Ah,
6: <coughs> oh, ah, right oh, be careful. Don't break the web. <laughs> Are you the man that... Yes, I'm
8: the man in charge of the loan department. Been in charge for 60 years. Oh, now, don't stop me. I know I don't look that old. I look so young because I live a good, clean life up to the age of six. How much? How <laughs> much?
6: Well, two hundred
8: dollars. What have we got for security? <laughs> that's paid for.
6: Well, I've got my wedding ring.
8: Where is it? Well,
3: oh, the finger that's turning green. <laughs> well, who've you got the act cool signer? And wait a minute. The ad in the paper says money loaned on your signature only. That's right.
8: Yes, that's right. And which one are you, Morgan or Rockefeller? <laughs> oh, oh, dear. That you look like honest kids now. I'm gonna give you the money. Two hundred dollars, wasn't it? That's right. And all you have to do is pay me $8 a week for a year. Okay.
6: $8 a week? Why, well,
8: that's over $400. Yeah, it's over $400. Oh, that's all right. I'm satisfied with my
6: 1%. <laughs>
8: now you just sign this legal paper.
3: Oh, well, legal, eh? Am I? If I take a look at it, you know, I work for the law firm of Do We Cheat and How? <laughs>
8: <laughs>
4: let's see. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what is
3: it, Richard? Oh, it's nothing important. He's just betting two to one that we can't pay. <laughs> Bill, I guess they're all set to hickory dickory doggers. Yep, yeah,
2: any minute we'll be getting our weekly layoff.
3: Uh, look, Dell, I got a date tonight. Could you loan me five bucks?
2: Well, uh, what security have you?
3: The word of a gentleman. Okay, but first bring the gentleman around. Okay. Oh, uh, what's well, the use? Good night, everybody. I'll see you next week. Goodbye now.
4: Remember,
6: friends, during the week when you ask for Avalon cigarettes... Don't forget your change. Why not always travel on with
2: Avalon? Well, friends, we hope you've enjoyed our show, and be with us next Wednesday night at this same hour when the Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation again presents Red Skelton, Dick Todd, Edna Stilwell, and the entire gang in Avalon Time. This is Del King saying Good night. <laughs>
9: The Lucky Strike program starring Jack
2: Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day and yours truly, Don Wilson.
9: Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday we had rehearsal.
7: About noon, Jack, Phil, Dennis, and I walked across the street to the corner drugstore for some lunch. Gee, the drugstore's crowded today. Yeah, I hope it doesn't take too long. Hey, Merv, you got a table for us? No, but there'll be one empty in a minute. Would you mind waiting? No, but bring a chair for the old man. He walked all the way across the street. <laughs> Stop being funny. For your information, Phil, every morning right after breakfast, I walk five miles all over Beverly Hills. Why do you do that, Jack? He's collecting rent. (laughs) That's only on the first of the month. Hey, look, Jackson, as long as we have to wait, I want to buy some things at the drug counter. Will you hold a seat for me? Okay. Well, what can I do for you, Mr. Harris? Look, I want a large tube of toothpaste, some aspirin, a bottle of mouthwash, and uh, a box of bobby pins. Yes, sir. Uh, what color is your wife's hair? Blonde, but she buys her own.
1: <laughs> Very good,
7: Mr. Harris. Uh, will there be anything else? Yeah, now, let me see. Uh, oh, yeah, I'd better get some cough drops. I've had a tickling in my throat since last night. Maybe it's a piece of cork.
1: LAUGHTER
7: What kind of cough drops do you want? Oh, I don't care. Just give me a box of those that are made right here in L.A. L.A.? Yeah, it says so right on the box. Los Angeles. That's lozenges.
1: <laughs> oh, oh.
7: Your table is ready, Mr. Benny. Okay, I'll get the others. Phil! Right here, Jackson.
10: Dennis! Oh, just a second, Mr. Benny. I'm weighing myself.
7: How much do you weigh, Dennis?
10: 370 pounds. <laughs>
7: 370 pounds?
10: I invited Don to be my guest.
7: (laughs) Well, what good is... Oh, never mind. Come on, kids. Let's get to the table. Hey, Marvin, we're in a hurry to get back to rehearsal, so give us quick service, please.
11: Uh, Yes, Mr. Benny. I'll take the orders myself.
7: Good. What'll you have, fellas? I'll have a chicken sandwich on rye bread. Yes, sir. You, Mr. Wilson?
9: Oh, I'll have a small glass of tomato juice and a slice of whole wheat toast.
7: Don. Son, is that all you're eating? Yeah, Jack, I'm on a diet, and that's all I've had for three full days. Dennis, where are you going?
10: When he's that hungry, I don't, I don't want to be close to him.
1: <laughs>
7: oh, sit down.
1: Yes, sir. What do
10: you have, Mr.
7: Day? I'll have a cucumber split.
1: <laughs> uh,
7: a cucumber split? What in the name of Duncan Hines is that?
10: Well, it's like a banana split, only you use a cucumber.
7: Dennis, ice cream on a cucumber? That must taste awful. Oh, not if you peel it. (laughs) Well, his answer was all right. Maybe my question was
1: silly. (laughs)
7: How he can eat that, I don't know. Huh? What do you have, Mr. Penny? Let's see, I want to look at the sandwich list. Hamburger, cheeseburger, chicken burger, onion burger, turkey burger, chili burger, Max Burger. <laughs> Max Burger? What's that? That's a proprietor. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what to order.
10: Why don't you try a cucumber split?
7: Dennis, if I live to be a 100, I'll never eat a thing like that. It sounds horrible. If you haven't tried it, don't knock it.
1: (laughs) Oh, keep quiet.
7: See, I don't know what to eat. I just haven't any appetite. Gee, I haven't felt like eating all day. Don't take it personally, Jackson. They raised everybody's taxes today. (laughs) I know, I know. Mervyn, I'll have a bacon and tomato sandwich.
10: Yes, sir. What do you gentlemen have to drink? coffee for me. I'll have a
7: Coca-Cola. Bring me three fingers of milk. (laughs) Phil, Phil, three fingers of milk? I'm on the wagon, but I don't want to forget how to order. (laughs) Oh, oh. Uh, By the way, Jackson, uh, Remley asked me to thank you for the raise you gave him. That's all right, Phil. Anytime your music is improved, I appreciate it. Why, Jack, what'd Frankie do? He broke his arm and he can't play. (laughs) What a nice
1: guy.
7: (laughs) How'd Frankie break his arm, Phil? Well, we were having a little party at Bagby's house, and it was a warm night, so Frankie ran out and took a dive in the pool. Oh. No water in the pool, eh? No pool. (laughs) Well, no wonder he broke his arm. He didn't do that till the third dive. (laughs) What? He swam around the backyard like a mole.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> fine. Here's your food, gentlemen.
7: Thanks. Now eat. let's eat fast, kids, so we can get back to rehearsal. Well, Jack, look who's walking over here. Why, it's Mister Kitzel.
1: Hello, Mister Kitzel. <laughs> wow.
7: Sit down, Mister Kitzel. Have some lunch with us.
11: No, thank you. I eat already. I have
7: the blue plate special hoo!
11: A bargain <laughs> You mean
7: you You didn't like
11: it? Who could like it? Such small portions they give you Six green beans, two potato chips And a piece of steak J. Edgar Hoover couldn't find it <laughs>
7: Well, that, that's too bad
11: Too bad If it wasn't for the dessert Your whole meal would be awful
1: Oh, what'd you have for dessert? A cucumber split. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Mr. Kitzel, you didn't... Well, maybe it's good. I don't know.
11: Well, goodbye, Mr. Benny. I got to run along now. I got to pick up my boy and take him to his scout meeting.
7: Oh, oh, is your son a boy scout?
11: Is he a boy scout? <laughs> Only two weeks ago, he joined, and when I asked him, what did you learn, he rubbed together two sticks and burned down the whole house.
1: (laughs) Burned
7: down the house?
1: Uh Uh-huh.
11: When the firemen came, he helped them across the street. No. Uh Uh-huh. And with his little knife, he carved, be prepared, in their fire hose.
7: Oh, (laughs) Mr. Kitzel, you're joking. (laughs)
1: Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Well, goodbye, Mr. Kitzel.
7: So long, Mr. (laughs) Kitzel. Well, fellas, we better get going, too. we got a lot of rehearsing to do.
10: Here's your check, gentlemen. Oh, I'll take it, fellas. I think it's my turn. No,
7: no, Dennis, it's my turn. No, 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 Phil, it's my turn. No, no, Don, it's Phil's turn. (laughs) I keep track of these things. Now, come on, let's go. Dennis, what are you doing at the jukebox?
10: Well, one of my songs is on it, and I want to play it.
7: Well, go ahead and then come right to the studio.
10: Okay. Got a nickel?
9: No! Now, let's go, fellas. But how can they come through?
7: Don, have you got the scripts there? Yes, Jack. Come on, Jack, I want to get home. Let's get the rehearsal started. Phil, we can. Mary isn't here yet. Is there anything wrong with her? I don't know. I I hope she's feeling all right. How'd she look this morning when you collected her rent? (laughs) (laughs) She was all right. She was a little concerned about the controls going off, but then I don't blame her, you know. I'm going to call her up and see what's keeping
12: her. What is it, Goethe? (laughs) Mr. Benny's line is working. Yeah, I wonder what Born to be Bad wants now (laughs) I'll plug in and find out Yes, Mr. Benny Yes, sir, I'll see if she's home He wants I should get a Mary Livingston I'll try her number Say, Goethe, you think there's a romance between Mr. Benny and Miss Livingston? Could be On the first program of the season, I saw Mary wearing an orchid he gave her. Well, what makes you so sure Mr. Benny gave it to her? It's the same one he let me wear on New Year's. (laughs) He keeps it in a deep freeze. (laughs) Uh, Come to think of it, Gertrude, there could be something between Jack and Mary, because Thursday night when I was at the Mohambo, I saw them there together. Gee, you were at the Macombo? Yeah. Who took you? Nobody, I went stag. <laughs> well, you're not ahead of me. I went to the Macambo once too, and with Jack. Jack Benny. Then you didn't go stag? No, I went Dutch. <laughs> Say, you know, Mabel, you should see the change that's come over him since he came back from Europe. He's so continental. Now when he sees you, he bends from the waist and kisses your hand. <laughs> My, how romantic! Yeah, but you gotta straighten him up fast, or he stays that way all night. Are you kidding? No, it happened the night we went to the Macombo. and he was bent over all evening. How could you dance with them? It was awful. When the music started, he came at me like a U.S.A. full rat. (laughs) If you hadn't played for Notre Dame, you'd have been in trouble. Yeah.
7: Operator, operator.
12: I'm sorry, Mr. B., but Miss Livingston's line doesn't answer.
7: Oh, well, never mind. I'll call her later. Fellas, Mary's phone doesn't answer. I wonder where she is. Maybe she was drafted.
1: <laughs> oh, be quiet!
7: <laughs> Look, fellas, let's rehearse until... Come in! Mr. Benny, you want it on the phone in the hall. Oh, well, excuse me, fellas, maybe that's Mary. Hello?
1: Hello, Mr. Benny, this is Rochester! <laughs>
7: Hello, Rochester, what is it?
1: Brace yourself, boss, I've got news for you
7: What is it, Rochester, what is it?
1: Your car's been stolen (laughs) My car
7: stolen? This is awful
1: There's two schools of thought on that (laughs)
7: Rochester, I'm in no mood for jokes Is my car really stolen? Yes, boss, it's gone Oh, this is terrible Just yesterday I put in five gallons of gas
1: (laughs) Ethel yet. <laughs>
7: oh my goodness.
1: What are you gonna do, boss?
7: Well, don't worry, Rochester. I'll get my car back. The Beverly Hills police are on their toes.
1: They could be on their knees and catch that car. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Never mind. Just meet me at the police station. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.
7: Well, uh, was that uh, Mary, Jack? No, Don, it was Rochester. What do you think happened, fellas? What? My car was stolen. Your car? Yes.
10: Gee, and only yesterday you drove me home and maybe put in five gallons of gas. <laughs> yes.
7: Ethel, yes. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, look, fellas, rehearsal is off. I got to get down to the police station. Now, where's the quartet? Oh, sportsman, sportsman! Hmm. Did you hear the news? Someone stole Mr. Benny's car. <laughs>
1: Someone stole Jack Benny's car and drove it right away. It makes us feel so very sad, we just can't help but say Be happy, go lucky, be happy, go lucky strike, be happy, go lucky, go lucky strike today.
7: People call me madman, months with them, I can't agree. The guy who stole Jack Benny's car is crazier than me.
1: Be happy, go lucky, be happy, go lucky, strike. Be happy, go lucky, go lucky, strike today.
10: My name is Ronald Coleman, and I live next door to Jack. I hope the man who stole that can will never bring it back.
1: Be happy, go lucky, be happy, go lucky, strike. Be happy, go lucky, go lucky, strike today.
7: My name is Mr. Cassidy. To you I'm known as Hoppy. My horse can't understand who'd steal that broken down jalopy. Be happy, go lucky, be happy,
1: go lucky, strike. Be happy, go lucky, go lucky,
12: strike today. Woody Woodpecker, I laughed the whole day through, and since they stole Jack Benny's car, I've got a reason to.
7: Here it is Beverly Hills Police Station What a classy place Look at that sign Over the door Through these portals Past the toughest Policeman in the world (laughs) Uniforms by Adrian (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd better go in I wonder where I Oh, there's a girl At that desk i better ask her Oh, Miss Yes? I'd like to report a stolen car.
12: Do you have an appointment? <laughs>
7: no, no, I just want to report a stolen car.
12: Well, we're not very busy today. Perhaps we can work you in.
7: Well, good,
12: good. And you may go to the office on the right and see Sergeant Vandermeer. Well, thank
7: you. Uh, Sergeant Vandermeer? Yes? I'd like to report that my car was stolen. Uh, do you live in Beverly Hills? Yes, yes, I do. What kind of a Cadillac was it?
1: <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, it, it isn't a Cadillac. A, a Lincoln? Well, uh, come, come, mister. What kind of car is it? It's a, a, a Maxwell.
1: <laughs>
7: From what country? <laughs> No, no, you see, it was made in this country. That is, well, they don't make them anymore, although the factory is still in existence. They make pencil sharpeners. (laughs) They had some cranks left over, so it was easy to convert. (laughs) I see. Now, tell me, from where was your car stolen? Well... Oh, hello, Rochester. The
11: girl at the desk told me you were in here.
7: Oh, Sergeant, this is my butler, Rochester Van Jones. He discovered the theft. Oh, the butler, (laughs) eh? Sit down, Mr. Van Jones. Huh? Now recount in your own words the events of the entire day.
11: Well...
7: Don't be nervous, Rochester. I'll stand behind you.
11: Well, Mr. Benny left the house at 10 o'clock. He called me out of my room and said... Rochester, I'll be gone all day, so I want you to clean the kitchen, beat the rugs, wash the windows, polish the stove, wax the floors, and press my clothes.
7: That's right, that's right. I remember telling him to do all those things, and I left at 10 o'clock. Now, Rochester, where were you at 10.15? Back in my room, asleep. (laughs) Asleep? Rochester? Quiet, quiet, Mr. Benny. Tell me, Rochester, when did you first discover that the car was stolen?
11: I heard the motor as it went out the driveway.
7: Oh, I see. You were sleeping, but you just happened to wake up in time to hear the motor.
1: I didn't just happen to wake up. It threw me out of bed.
7: (laughs) Now, look here. Uh, Just a minute. Sergeant, you're suspecting the wrong man. Yes. Yes, I guess I am. It always happens. For 20 years, I've been listening to mystery programs on the radio, and it's always the butler. Always the butler. They drive you nuts. Why
1: do I keep listening to them? Why I ask? Why, 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 why? why? (laughs) Sergeant,
7: control yourself. Yes, yes, I must control myself. Now, where were we? Oh yes, yes. Your car was stolen. Have it here on the report. Make Maxwell. That's right. Will you give me a description, please? Well, it has a black body with blue fenders. That is. Two of them are blue, and one is green, you
1: see. Uh,
7: what about the fourth one? Well, the color of that one changes. It's made out of lizard skin.
1: <laughs>
7: Any other identification? Well, there's a foxtail hanging rather casually over the, you know, from the radiator cap. And now let me see what else. Oh, yes, the, the top goes up and down, you see? Oh, oh, a convertible.
1: No, the top just goes up and down. <laughs> That's
7: right. You see, we have no windshield to fasten it to, and it's uncomfortable wearing that chin strap. You know?
1: <laughs> uh, we
7: better not waste any more time, Mr. Benny. Now, if you just follow me, we'll go down to the radio room and report the test to our prowl cars. Just follow me. Come on, Rochester. Look at those pictures on the wall. Dillinger. Pretty boy Floyd. Oh, look, there's a picture of my agent.
1: <laughs>
7: yeah, I hope I get my car back. Don't worry, Mr. Benny. We'll not only locate your car, but we'll apprehend the criminal. You see, we'll take fingerprints off the steering wheel. Well, maybe you ought to get the fingerprints off the door handle. Why?
1: We haven't got a steering wheel. <laughs> That's
7: ridiculous. What do you do when you get to a corner? How do you make a turn?
1: We jump out and kick the front wheel. <laughs>
7: Rochester. When
1: well, we get the car they circle, we go crazy. <laughs>
7: Rochester, please. Well, here's the radio room. Oh, before we go in, Mr. Benny, have you thought of a reward? Well, no. If I just get my car back, it'll be enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
7: Very well. This way.
1: Calling all
7: cars, calling all cars Go to 700 North Rexford See the man about a disturbance This is Johnson, that is all Calling all cars, calling all cars Go to the corner of Doheny and Wiltshire. code 62 Carey speaking, that is all Now, Mr. Benny, which one of our announcers would you prefer to broadcast the information about your missing car? (laughs)
1: Lieutenant
7: Johnson or Sergeant Carey? Uh, What's the difference? Sergeant Carey has a higher hooper. (laughs) More of our prowl cars listen to him. Really popular. Really popular, eh? Popular? (laughs) CBS wants to star him in a program called People Are Crooked. (laughs) What do you know? Sergeant, tell him to send out the alarm about my car. Uh, Certainly. Here, Carey, add this one to your list. Yes, sir. Calling all cars, calling all cars. Keep a lookout for these stolen vehicles. Hudson, license number WY7469. Cadillac DE3327. Maxwell, PU8054. <laughs> yeah, I hope they find it soon. That is all. Good night, Irene. <laughs> If I don't get my car back, I don't know what I'm going oh, to Mr. do. Mr. Benny, Mr. Benny. Dennis, what are you doing
10: here? Oh, I had to see you, Mr. Benny. Are you sure somebody stole your car?
7: Of course I'm sure. Why?
10: Well, when I left the studio, I went home. Uh-huh. And when I went into the house, I said, Hello, Mother, somebody stole Mr. Benny's car. And then it happened. What happened? She filled me full of black coffee, put an ice bag on my head, and called Alcoholics Anonymous.
7: Alcoholics Anonymous? I
10: go to my first meeting next Tuesday. What? I could go on Thursdays, but I'd rather go
7: with Phil. <laughs> Well, you can tell your mother. Car
1: 28 calling in. Car 28
7: calling in. This may be it, Mr. Benny. This report may concern your car. Oh, good, good. Okay, Car 28. Come in.
1: We found the Maxwell, license number PU8054. That's it. That's it. The car was found at 360 North Camden Drive.
11: That's my house.
1: They brought it back. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Rochester, did you hear that? They brought it back. They Th- brought it back. This is the
1: third time.
7: <laughs> yes. Quiet, quiet, please. Tell me, Car 28, did you apprehend the criminal?
1: Only the one that was limping. The other one got away. You
7: say one of them was limping? Did you shoot him?
1: No, his toe was broken from kicking the front wheel. <laughs> well,
7: how do you like that? They must have gone by way of Car Circle. Come on, Rochester, let's go home. <laughs> Jack, we'll be back in just a moment, but first... Look, Rochester, the thieves did bring my car back. There it is in front of the house.
1: Yeah.
7: See, I hope they didn't damage it. Jump in, Rochester, see if it'll start. Okay. <laughs> Listen to it, Rochester. Listen.
1: Yeah, it was just as good as ever.
7: It certainly is. Good night, folks. Be sure to hear Dennis Day on A Day in the Life of Dennis Day. Stay tuned for the Amos and Andy show, which follows immediately. This is CBS Columbia
2: Broadcasting System.
0: Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.